Hi everyone, this is Carrie Beach and welcome to the Traveling Pony Podcast. I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this week's podcast episode, especially since we are joined by a very special guest. This week's guest is Chandler Wilkes, and if you're wondering why that name might sound a little bit familiar to you, it's because Chandler won the prestigious Marshall and Sterling Medal at Pony Finals this past year. In this episode, we talk a little bit about this past year in terms of riding and showing for her, as well as her experiences at Pony Finals and having different types of rides with her, as well as kind of her favorite memories from this past year. So before we jump into this episode, make certain to follow, leave a review and rating, and that way more people can see this podcast and we can keep going and getting even more guests. So without further ado, let's just jump right into this week's podcast episode. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to come on the podcast. I cannot wait to talk to you. You too. So for anybody who doesn't know you, who are you and where are you currently based out of? So I'm Chandler Wilkes. We have a small farm out in Canton, Georgia that it's super nice and we really like it. So how many horses do you have there right now? Right now we have eight okay not too bad (laughs) not right now it's been worse we have too much overflow but Mm -hmm. so i'm so excited to be able to talk to you today and ask you some questions first off i wanted to throw things back a few months ago to your time at pony finals tell me a little bit about that experience do you typically go down early and do the kentucky circus before how do you kind of do it we normally We'll go down the week before for Kentucky summer, Mm. and we don't normally show that week. Every now and then we'll show, but like this year, all our large ponies and large greens did children's pony because it went on the weekend and it was easier to do a school, Mm -hmm. but we normally head down there because then they can acclimate and like get used to the environment before they have to go and do the super stressful horse show the next week. So when you go to Kentucky, do you typically have your horses at the show? Or I've seen like some people actually will rent out barns, I guess. Do you guys stay at the showgrounds? We get it. We get there. We set everything up and then we just pretty much wait till pony finals. So who did you bring and what did you show in and what were your thoughts on your rides during pony finals? So this year or this past pony finals, we brought... My large regular roulette, Mm -hmm. she did the children's pony the week before, and then we brought my large green this year, Vico. Mm -hmm. We had those two, and then our client, Brooke Duffy, she had two ponies, good reason and only reason. Mm -hmm. And then we brought my horse and two sale ponies. So during pony finals, did you just show Vico and roulette, or were there some other ones? They were it. The first two days I showed roulette and then the other days I showed Vico. So tell me a little bit about your rides on them. Like what did you, because I know that Vico is a little bit younger. So when you went into the ring to do everything with him, what was your mindset going in? Just to give him a confident round, not to go for ribbons or anything, just to let him get in there and take a deep breath and acclimate to the surroundings because that ring is like 
huge Mm -hmm. and there's so much going on especially for a young pony because this year he started in the two foot and he matured so quickly that we were able to do him in the large greens but Mm -hmm. I just wanted him to go in there and just walk around like he'd done it before and he did he went in there and he was like okay then this is cool no problem (laughs) so how about roulette I love that pony and we went in there and she was like wow but she didn't care about the jumps or the stadium. I love her. She's so much fun to ride. She's always such a pleasure because she's so willing. Like, she'll you plane her at a jump and she will jump fire for you. Oh, yeah. She's also so fancy. I mean, that always helps. <laughs> uh-huh. So our trip was really good. She was perfect. We didn't place, but that doesn't matter. It's pony finals. So... <laughs> Oh, yeah. You get all types of different opinions. And I mean, it's anybody's game. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So for anybody who did not see it, which I don't know how you did not see it, but you won the Pony Medal Finals this past year at Pony Finals and were paired up with your old mount, Orchard Hills Bougie. So what was it like getting to show her again? Oh, my God. It was so fun. I love her. She's like the most magical pony, I think, on the planet. I know I'm partial, but (laughs) the plan wasn't to show her. The plan was to show Roulette. And then the girl who owns her right now, they asked me to hack her in the ring Mm -hmm. on Saturday at Kentucky Summer Classic. And I was riding her and I looked at my mom and I go, can I please just, can we see if I can show her? Because we're good friends with the people and like, the kid, I knew she wasn't going to be able to be there. Mm. And I knew the pony was staying. So I was like, well, let's see. And so my mom said, yeah, sure, I'll ask. But I can't guarantee anything. And so she asked and they were like, well, let's make sure that it's okay. So we have to go through the whole thing. But then they are like, yeah, of course. Sure. Why not? Like this year, I just, because I was going on my other ponies, I was like, I just need to give them a good experience. Because it's in the all-tech arena mm. and not a lot of ponies get to show in a indoor that's that big and so it's like yeah I'll just go for experience so I had like no expectation of like doing as well as I did Mm -hmm. so tell me a little bit about your thoughts kind of walking into the ring for the first round like when you looked at the course what stood out to you what did you think might be a problem the halt Mm -hmm. and then you had to get your canner back and it was an oxer to a single in the left the diagonal line and because there was an oxer in the front your pony landed not as far into the line so you really had to make sure you got your canner or else you might add Mm -hmm. so that was probably one of the most challenging aspects of the course that I recall so what about the second round like right you're up towards the top of the standby list what was kind of your thoughts going into that the second round so everyone in the second round was cantering straight to the first jump Mm -hmm. and my mom was like you're supposed to do a circle you were it's the second round it's not a test you are asked to do a circle and so I went in and everyone was like oh my god you did a circle (laughs) it was quite fun to be the only one that did that because it paid off because I was able to establish my canter and get a good rhythm to jump one bending to two and then it was just was much more fluent and then from three I did the inside turn to four which was a hand gallop Mm -hmm. which made it more challenging but I didn't really have a plan there I was just was riding what I felt mm-hmm. and I saw that I had the track in the pony to the inside turn and I did and we didn't have to do any lead changes so that's why he's nice <laughs> yeah she was like I got you girl I'm gonna land all my leads always helpful when they kind of do that for you and then you don't have to worry and you can just be like okay 
I just have to get you to the jump. Like, <laughs> so much easier. And she makes everything look so perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, she'll just go around and she always is the same pony, which is so nice. Definitely. I watched you around and I saw that you did the courtesy circle and everything because I was like trying to watch it live. I think I was riding or maybe I was cleaning my barn. I was like, I've got to watch Chandler. <laughs> and I kept texting your mom. I was like, I've got to watch Chandler. So I was watching it and I was like, oh, she's the only one who did that. But it's funny you say that because like I was just at Will's Park for GHA finals and they literally specified like do not canter to the first jump and everyone was like well we want to canter to the first jump and everything but it works out so much nicer if you can take some time get a good canter every jump counts agreed like at mcclay finals they were asked to do a circle and the test so super or second round my brain's foggy but (laughs) i remember them asking specifically to do a circle before you start your trip So there were some big name juniors in that second round as well, including yourself. (laughs) So do you ever get nervous when you kind of see who might be on the standby or who you're competing against? I wouldn't say nervous. I'm aware. I see them and I know that I do have some competition, which is fun Mm -hmm. because it's more fun when you have more competitive people. I mean, the harder the class is, better people in it, it makes it more special I guess to place and get a ribbon Mm -hmm. but I don't really I try not to get nervous I feel like the day of the pony medal I wasn't nervous at all my mom she my grandma went and picked a necklace up for me I know this is kind of cheesy but she gave it to me right before I first show and it's a little Kendra Scott necklace with little hearts on it and it's super cute Uh and she put it on me and I was like I have this really good feeling I told them I said I feel like something really good's gonna happen today and I was like I don't know but I got in the ring and I just it was so fluent and I had no nerves which is so strange because normally when you walk in the ring like you want to use your nerves to your advantage because I had one time I was riding with this lady and she said use the butterflies in your stomach to your advantage which I've always kept with me okay so Tell me a little bit about how you kind of do that, maybe, because I know that I get out there sometimes and I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> I know when I first trot in, it's the worst. And once I pick up the canter, I go, I take a deep breath mm-hmm. and I close my eyes for a second. And then it's like a switch. I don't know how to describe it, but then they like all float away and I'm just in the zone. You just you have to like compartmentalize things. It took me a while to figure that out, but as time went on and we kept going to bigger shows and bigger venues, it became easier. But I still get very nervous. It still happens to me. So in most of these classes, would you say that a lot of your competitors are also your friends? Like, do you think that kind of helps if you know people? I think so. I think when you're friends with people, they're really supportive of you. And well, most of the time, it's really nice mm-hmm. to have people you know that you can compete against. And then when you're done, you can go and talk with them and rewatch your round and go over it. So Definitely. So not only are you quite the threat on the ponies and everything, I mean, between just going to the normal rated shows or even at these bigger shows like pony finals and everything, but you've started to show a little bit more horses over this past year. You have your own personal horse, Smallville or Billy. So tell me a little bit about how you found him. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't he pretty young when you guys got him? When we got him, he was four, but he turned five like three weeks after we had owned, like purchased him. But the lady who imported him, 
she sent my mom the video like three months before of two horses one that had white socks and a blaze and was like super crow mm. pretty and she also sent the video of Billy and he had furry legs in the video they had only clipped his body <laughs> and I was like oh my god I have to have this horse I have to have him I have to have him and my mom was like yeah right haha there's no way we're gonna be able to get him like we still have two ponies that we have to sell before you mm -hmm. get a horse it's just it's not gonna work out and so we had sold my pony shamrock okay. about a month later and then we were down at Wack Ocala for three weeks and we had sold my small pony beautiful mm -hmm. and the day we sold my small pony, we bought my horse. Okay. The same day. And so we had tried him and he had gotten off the plane and he was stuck in the snowstorm up at JFK. So he had like blanket rubs and he looked like a cheetah with all his missing spots. And I was the first person to like sit on him in the US and I rode him and I was like, he's magical. I have to have him. Like I trotted on him and I got teary eyed, which is kind of cheesy but i was like he's magical he's the one and i was like well we have to see if the pony sells and like three days mm. later we bedded him and the pony sold like it was perfect timing and so we got him and we went over to hits after that i jumped him around at hits and we were re-watching the videos the other day mm -hmm. and to see how much he's grown up in the past year and a half is like unbelievable he's so smart and he's like two different horses now it's crazy so how has it been kind of producing him up the ranks and everything I know that you are no stranger when it comes to working with green ponies and everything but did you have maybe a different mentality with him being young and maybe even with him being a horse like what was kind of your mentality going in with trying to bring him up he's a he's not a lot bigger I mean he's 15-3 but it was still oh yeah <laughs> it was still different bringing a horse up in a pony because the ponies there's so much like easier to maintain because they're so much smaller when you're riding them but he is like he's such a good brain when we first got him and he was five years old my grandma was cantering on him like wow. he's always been a super safe horse he's never spooked at a jump he's never been green he it was just teaching him to be consistent mm -hmm. and to like go in the straight line because when we got him he was like a baby he liked to go wiggle and to come out of the turn and wait because his first horse show we went to Brownland. Well, this was his second horse show. We did a two six local at Chat, and then right after that we went to Brownland, and I did him in the Children's, and he was great. But we came out of the turn, and he was like, "Oh yeah!" And we just galloped <laughs> right up to every jump, and I'm like, "We we need to wait." Uh -huh. So we that's what we've been working on: padding the ground and wrapping around the jump at the deeper distances because he's great at the ones to ride up so we went three times we went to chat the first time he went we were in the two six the second time we went we were in the three foot and the third time he went we were in the three three <laughs> and when he moved up to the three three we weren't planning on it like we were going to give him more time but then it was we did the first week of chat hills last year mm -hmm. in november and he did the three foot and it went at the worst time possible like it was not great so this next week we moved up to the three three and he won the hack and it was super unintentional but we didn't want him to have to show in the bad time with the lighting mm -hmm. and him being so young and he could he could have cared less that he had moved up he was like okay 
what have you kind of shown him in then this past year? I know that you've done the juniors, but have you been doing them in derbies too? <laughs> we've done a few derbies. Okay. We've been top three a few times. We were fourth and one out of a bunch of people up at Tryon in North Carolina. And then trying to think, where else have we shown in derbies? Oh no, he I like doing derbies on him because he's super handy. Uh-huh. And he's so fun. That's kind of the thing with I feel like some of those smaller horses is that they can turn so much better. <laughs> he can turn on a dime. Like I'll be jumping a jump and I'll look one direction and if you've ever been to our barn at home, you can mm-hmm. our ring's tiny. So he already turns super sharp at home sometimes. So at the horse shows when there's an inside turn, we'll take it. Because he's like, I got you. And he has great changes. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah. He's like, I can do that in my sleep. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) He's so cute. So what are kind of your future plans with him? I know that he was shown kind of a little bit in the greens this past year. Are you planning to continue doing the juniors and the derbies? Or are you going to still kind of do them in the greens a little bit? We got circuit stalls down at the World Equestrian Center in Ocala for the winter. So... We're planning on taking him down there, and we have a few of our pro friends who have said they'll help us with him in the three six greens. And our next show, the first week of January, we're taking him down there, and I'm going to do the three six juniors for the first time. So, oh wow, he's going to be a big boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, are you going to try and ever do like the equitation on him? I know you did the Hamel and everything for qualifying. Mm-hmm. So he did, we did some, we did two Hamill classes and we qualified mm-hmm. and then we were like, that's good. But I've done him in some age group back just as like practice and we might do him in the WEC cup just to qualify and then get a horse to lease out for the final. But we don't really have any big plans because he jumps too well to and too hard mm-hmm. for an equitation horse because on the et courses the judges are looking for smooth like not even to really notice the horse is moving under you so you look super fluent on their back yes definitely i've seen so many pictures and i saw the pictures that she posted recently of him i think maybe it was at kentucky or something and i was like could you imagine doing like a mcclay class on him <laughs> I know we got the pictures from the national and uh-huh. I swear to god he's jumping four foot over with oh, yeah. the three three oxen. <laughs> yeah. I mean he said that he wants to go do like make a whole four foot junior class for him. He's good. He's got it. <laughs> he said that'll be easy. He has impeccable bloodlines. Like his dad's dad is Casal, and then he has Corde Larriere, Furioso, like wow. he has all the things. He has Contender and Landcraft and For Pleasure. Like, he's got all of them. Wow. And he, I told my one friend, and he was like, why isn't he in the jumper ring? Because he's so lazy. Like, (laughs) I'll be at home, and he will have been in his stall, and it'll be freezing cold, and I take him out to ride him, and I have giant spurs on them kicking, and he's like, "Uh, no. (laughs) But he's perfect. Why put more effort in? Yeah. I mean, why put more effort in? (laughs) Minimal effort at home is his favorite thing. He loves bareback rides. Oh, really? Yesterday, I was hand-walking him around the farm, and he we'd ordered him a new blanket. Mm -hmm. And so I walked him up to the front of the house to pick up his blanket box. And we walked through the little, like, what is it, fire pit area, I guess Uh, you could say, the little porch we had. And we walked through that, and he came up to the front yard, and we picked up his blanket. (laughs) It was really cute. He's a dog in a horse form. Definitely, he is. So 
you were just at Kentucky for a few weeks of showing, and I feel like I'm going to butcher the name of this horse, but you rode Quinton, is that right? Yep, Quintanos Fortuna was his show name. So you rode him in the 3-3 Hamel Medal Final. Did you previously have a chance to ride this horse at another show, before this horse show, or was it one of those things where you kind of catch rode him, you got there, and you just had to figure him out? I had never shown him before, but I did fly up to Barry Porter's farm he has out in Kentucky the weekend before because I wasn't horse showing. I flew up there and I got to ride him and another horse for me, but also for Barry to find out which one I rode better. So I had ridden him, but it was only two times. And then I showed him. Oh, wow. So I kind of knew him, but it wasn't like we had formed a partnership quite yet. So when you kind of do things like this, because I also know that you do a little bit of catch riding, how do you kind of approach a situation like that with a horse that you've never ridden before? Especially since it wasn't like you were just going to a little local show or a little rated show. You were showing him in a big final. So how do you kind of prepare yourself to ride a horse that you've never ridden before or maybe never ridden that much in a class that big? What I do when I get on them, uh, we do a bunch of flat work. So I start riding them on the flat to see what all they know and then it helps me get a grasp of what they're like over the jumps and you really have to feel for their canter like you have to feel how big their stride is how much ground they're covering because some horses have a really big stride and they can be going one mile an hour like the one I showed Quinton his stride is massive and he's not that big he's like 15 to 15 3 he's a small horse but the amount of power and scope he has is that of like a 17 hand horse. Wow. It's just, you have to be able to adjust your eye when you get on them. Like I, the shows I'll be on small or medium pony and then I'll go and I have to show my horse. You have to be able to adjust. And sometimes it'll bite you in the butt Mm -hmm. going from a tiny pony to a big horse because it's a big adjustment, but it's just, you got to be able to feel and ride a bunch of different horses. Definitely. So is there anything that you personally do, like maybe any exercises like at home or anything that you do to kind of help yourself to the point where you do have an adjustable eye? Because I feel like that's one of the biggest problems that a lot of people run into is maybe they develop their eye on one horse, but then once they get on something different, it's like everything goes wrong. (laughs) My mom, we take in a bunch of training ponies and horses. We've had a few Mm -hmm. horses come in as well. Certain days, you have so much to do because we also we clean our own barn here we don't have any help so it's just my mom and I normally we do have some friends will come and help us and then we have some college kids who will come every now and then to help clean the barn but we don't have like one person that always does it so it's majority me my mom and my grandma and you get to bond with the ponies and it's super nice and then when we are riding them we have a bunch of different exercises we do like I for one love not to torture them but we do some really fun turns and I like to make the jumps absolutely terrifying oh yeah but I feel at home we do a bunch of like two strides and three strides and bending lines which help and we do like a four stride bending line and then we have to bend it out in six strides and then we have to go straight and fit in five strides like we make it so we're super flexible and the horses are able to come back to us really nicely or move off our leg and we do a bunch of flat work so I feel like flat work is the biggest part because if you jump every day you have like five jumps 
in a course that you're doing at home but in between all those jumps it's flat work Mm. and at the horse shows it's not just about jumping the jumps it's about can you steer your horse can you push them off your inside leg to get the lead change can you get them back to you can you extend their stride without making it look like they're running it's super important to be able to have them Mm -hmm. right underneath you and always listening and responding Definitely, especially with you doing more of your equitation stuff. I mean, that's even more important in like a class like the Hamel or a class like the Pony Medal Finals. And even then, I have to give you so much huge credit because when I watch you ride just like a normal hunter course, it looks so easy like when I watch you ride, but I know that there's so much you're doing. You're just so good at hiding it. (laughs) Yeah, you fake it till you make it. Make it till you make it. It's one of my favorite things I've heard someone say. I was we at what was this twenty sixteen because I had my small pony Batman. Mm-hmm. We were at Tryon, and I was hanging out with my friends and their trainer at the small pony ring. She goes, "Just fake it till you make it." <laughs> so as long as you can hide it and no one can see, then it's it's fine. But when they can tell, it's not fine. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> So you were just talking a little bit before about kind of how you do everything at home. And I wanted to ask how you guys kind of came up with the name for your farm. So Erintree means the love of traveling. Okay. And my mom and her husband, who's my stepdad, they love to hike up mountains. Mm -hmm. And like they've gone all these fun, crazy places. And my stepdad, Josh, he helps a tremendous amount like that was the name that they thought of and they liked it and it's not something that's super heard of I guess like the word Tree, not a lot of people know what it means so that's how we came up with it and it, our logo is the Teton Mountains okay hey I never knew that before I've always wondered it was like I see the sign all the time I know the name but I didn't know what the meaning behind it was <laughs> yeah so I and I think it's a really pretty name oh yeah definitely and like you said not one that you hear too often it's not one of those like generic kind of <laughs> there's 20 barns with the same name type of thing uh-huh. so when you're not at horse shows tell me a little bit what a normal day looks like for you at home especially since you are balancing school and everything because are you doing in-person school or are you online so I go to public school but I take my last class so seventh period is an online class and sixth is lunch so I get to leave during six okay. like I'll be picked up right after fifth period so normally that's around one thirty that I get picked up and sometimes I stay a little bit later to do my online class but it's slightly hard to do French in the library because it involves speaking mm-hmm. into the laptop so I normally do that at home but when I get home I have a little sister and a brother and my mom's having another baby mm-hmm. so we're gonna have three more or one more child running around but when I get home I have to head straight to the barn normally to ride and then once I ride up we have to take care of the horses so clean the tack pick the feet bathe them sponge them off if they need pick stalls throw hay top off waters so normally I probably don't eat the entire day which isn't good <laughs> but I get to the house around like six thirty, six okay. o'clock and then I'll try to go like take a shower normally because that's super nice and then do schoolwork eat dinner and then head back down to the barn to do night check because we have to pick all the stalls at night too so they're not super dirty but it's a lot it's a lot I normally don't go to bed till like at least 10 
at least. So I've been catching up on my sleep, though, because we have been on break the past week. Oh, yeah. So it's been super nice because I've been able to like, relax and sleep. But it's normally not like that. Oh, yeah. No, I get it. I mean, I get up at 530 every morning. Now, I do not stay up till 10. I could not do that. <laughs> we have the ring and our ring small, but we just fixed it. Like we, we re-leveled it yesterday. We had to go to the store to buy a new part for our drag. And so we had to take the blades off and put new blades on or teeth. I don't know the correct word, but we just did that yesterday. So a lot goes into maintaining the farm and like balancing everything, I would say. Definitely. So tell me a little bit because I've had the opportunity to talk to some people in real life and maybe even have people on this podcast who have been the kids of trainers. Tell me a little bit about that. Do you feel like since you've had the opportunity to have your mother train you, do you feel like you've had maybe some more opportunities in riding a little bit more different horses? Like, tell me a little bit about what's life like being a daughter of a trainer? They're definitely pros and cons. I think mm-hmm. I think the pros barely outweigh the cons because with my mom being my trainer, I learned so much more, but I have higher expectations of me to like be able to go and like, I could run the entire barn by myself if I needed to. I have a good deal of knowledge from being a trainer's kid, but it's just because she has such a wide network and she knows so many people that she grew up with riding and then that relationship she's gathered recently, it has helped me out tremendously, I feel. Mm -hmm. But since I'm the trainer's kid, there's a lot that I've learned from it. Mm Mm-hmm. I got to ask you a question because I just asked somebody this recently. After seeing all the many sides of the horse world, do you think you'll go pro maybe in the future or do you think you'll stay an amateur? I would love to stay an amateur. I don't know if I want to go pro. I feel like I'll take some ponies like when I'm an adult, but I also I have aspirations to be a, either orthodontist or anesthesiologist when I grow up. Oh, wow. So... My plan is to get into a D1 team mm-hmm. for riding and go from there. But I really want to get to go to Georgia. But we'll see what ends up happening in the long run. That's great. After, you know, being so young and everything, doing the horses, I think it's great to also have, like, a plan outside of them because they are so unpredictable. <laughs> oh, they're so unpredictable. We had this one pony who heard they were going to pony finals and decided to stick their leg in the fence. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. They like to break themselves the day before, mm-hmm. especially. Like, they hear they're going to do something, and they're like, hmm, what can I do to get out of it? Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think I really need that leg. Like, three-legged horses are fine. <laughs> I know. But this one, and it's like this sweetest little pony, and she's great for a beginner job. Or the regular ponies, she's just like, eh, eh. I think that's her motto, eh, but <laughs> she's funny. Oh, yeah. I, I think I know what you're talking about. She's a love bug. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I have a few kind of, I guess you could say quick questions. They don't have to be quick. But what are some of your favorite memories from this past year? Are there any that stay out to you at the shows that you've been to? Or maybe just something that's happened at home that really just stands out in your mind? 
Okay, well, the first one is this year up at Traverse City. My best friend got to come with us, Izzy Beisel. And we almost every day, I think, we would go out to the lake because we had an Airbnb and across it was this giant lake. And our friends would come with us and we would go on a water trampoline. Oh, wow. It was so much fun. And there was, we would like draw in the sand. Like I drew a horse. Mm -hmm. It was pretty swag. (laughs) But... It was super fun. I remember that. And we went out there like every single day, I'm pretty sure. And my little sister, my brother came up with us to Michigan and we went and we got ice cream at the super scrumptious place. Mm-hmm. And it was super fun. It was a lot of fun. And we drove the mini cart around. We have this little mini electric golf cart and it's like a scooter. It's technically a scooter, not even a golf cart, but it's like, it's the funniest thing. And it's an older one. So there's no suspension. So you'll be riding on it and you'll go over rocks and the whole thing will jostle side to side. Like, <laughs> so are there any other ones that kind of stand out to you this year? Just, just the Traverse City ones. <laughs> trying to think. I, there are a bunch of fun memories. What else have we done this year? Uh, Kentucky and Upperville were so much fun. The sunsets at Upperville, because we were stable on the jumper side, so the big field, mm-hmm. if you've ever been there, is over there. And the pictures of the sunsets are unreal. I mean, I have this one picture that my friend Maddie and I, we took, and the sky is purple and pink, and you can see the ridge of the mountain Wow. And the trees, and it's unreal. I love sunset pictures. Kind of an old lady, but <laughs> I find them so pretty. And same with Kentucky sunsets. Like Kentucky in June and July, there's sunsets out there. It's like golden hour. So pretty. Oh, I can imagine. Hey, I feel the same way. I don't know. They're so pretty. Oh, yeah. So the next question I have for you, which you can say your mom too out of everyone you've had the opportunity to ride with who do you think has influenced you the most definitely my mom and then for other people I've gotten to ride with a bunch of people in my career so far probably Robin Greenwood she helped me for a while and then I rode with Barry Porter for X Finals, and he is an unbelievable teacher. He's so good at what he does. Mm-hmm. And Craig Allen's trained me some, and I we love Craig. Craig's like an uncle. <laughs> and Jenny Kearney, I've ridden with her some. She's one okay. of our close friends. She's um, she's like an aunt. <laughs> but I've ridden with a bunch of people. I did ride with kind of Michael Newman for a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's just with my mom knowing so many people, it does help because you get to hear so many different people tell you things Mm -hmm. in all different ways so definitely but my mom's definitely been the biggest influence on my riding career you get a ride with her every day so I'd hope so (laughs) yeah (laughs) everything she tells me and I go and I ride with someone else they tell me the exact same thing she tells me like every single person tells me the same thing she does they might word it a different way but it's always the same Mm -hmm. I find it so interesting I'm like oh wait she just told me that yeah you gotta remember if you ever sass your mom you gotta be like oh wait she was right (laughs) (laughs) so the last question I have kind of is if you could give advice to one person listening to this what would you say consistency that's what I tell myself I don't every day like when I'm horse showing I walk in the ring consistency is key and then at the end of the rings 
close your eyes for a second. No matter if you're like in an equitation or 100 course, just take a deep breath and pause. And if you can't, mm. if there isn't a spot to pause, make there a spot to pause. Like build one into your course so you can relax and make it flow and not look rushed so it looks slow and pretty. Because the one thing you don't want is to look like you're running around a hunter course mm-hmm. or an ec course, especially handies. You want them to be fluent and slow. Definitely. Well, that's pretty much all the questions I have for you, except I will ask you this last one, which is if anybody listening to this wants to kind of maybe follow along your journey, where can they find you on social media? On Instagram. And then my Instagram is Chandler underscore W1311. But... I also have a YouTube account if anyone was wondering that I post all my writing videos on. So that's also there called Chandler Wilkes, but it's super fun. Yeah, sounds like it. Well, that's pretty much all I have to ask you today. I wanted to say a huge thank you again for taking some time out of your day to come on the podcast, especially since I know you are quite the busy person. So thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for having me so much fun oh yeah no i i enjoyed it i haven't seen you lately so it's like gotta get chandler on the podcast (laughs) i enjoyed it all right well thank you again and have a good rest of the day thank you for having me bye thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode i want to say a huge thank you again to chandler for taking some time out of her very busy day to come on here I'm always so thankful to be able to have conversations with people who I just enjoy being around and Chandler is definitely one of those people. So if you guys like this week's podcast episode, make certain to follow us, leave a review and rating. As you might already know, we are on most social media platforms. The Traveling Pony is on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, as well as we have a YouTube. And if you stick around, I'll be able to get some more guests and you guys can listen to a lot of the other conversations we have. I have so many fun projects planned, so I cannot wait for you guys to stick around and hear them and we're going to have a good time together. So I must ask you the question that everyone has. Where will the traveling pony be next?